Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. Man, thank you so much for all of the newcomers that are tuning in. I'm listening to you guys loud and clear. I promise you, baby, we are back and we're going to do some good things this week. So, lots of good tricks and lots of things in my bags and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? Let's focus on Stephen Covey. Baby, we're back with episode number three of season number four. This is Stephen Covey. As always, this is how, of course, the speed of trust actually works. So today I'm going to break down I'm going to break down the five waves of trust. All right. So of course first and foremost it's like this. It kind of goes something like this. Stephen Covey was actually, you know, working for these uh multinational corporations a long long time ago. And of course when he was doing this personal development with these small groups to try to get over, you know, some of the problems that these small groups of course might have. The people, of course, at the very bottom, they were like, hey, you know what? We love this leadership content. It's right on. But you know what? Our division leaders, they probably don't understand this. They're the ones that really need to hear it. So, of course, Stephen Covey went forward with that. He said, okay, I'm going to go to, to the division leaders and give them a presentation. And after that, he said, hey, you know what? The division leaders said, we're in full agreement with everything you're saying. This approach is great. However, you really need to go to our bosses. So, of course, he went to the bosses. What did they say? Hey, you know what? We are enthusiastic about this content. It's very insightful. It's very helpful. But you know what? It, counter, it counterparts in the five divisions, you, you know, they won't understand this. So, of course, he went to the counterparts. Then he went to the executive team who supervised and managed the divisions. And then, of course, the executive team. And the executive team went to the CEO. Finally, he went to the CEO, and the CEO said, you know what? This content is great, but I'm powerless. I can do nothing. It's all in the hands of the board. And, of course, you go to the board. What are they going to say? It's all in the hands of Wall Street. You go to Wall Street. It's all in the hands of the president of the United States. You go to the president of the United States. He's going to say, oh, my God, it's all in the hands of the Pope. It's a never-ending cycle of bullshittery. That's basically what happens here. You know what? What is this about? You know, I'm going to read something out real quick that Stephen Covey actually said in his book. He said, as we eventually taught people on each level of this, of course, major corporation, the boss, division leader, CEO, the board, everyone, and not just Stephen Covey, but you guys too. You taught your spouse, your children, your friends, your associates. They might all just be powerless. But that's not the case, guys. You're not powerless. In fact, you probably have no idea how powerful you can be in changing the level of trust in any relationship. See, you just need to know how to work from inside out. You know, Gary Vee was actually talking about it in a podcast episode with Tom Bilyeu. And he was like, oh, you know what? Uh, it's really hard to change it. It has to change from the top. It can't change from the bottom up. It has to change from the top, top to the bottom. Now, regardless, we could point fingers all we want. But the fact of the matter is, if you assume and say, you know what, I'm powerless, I can't do anything about this, you're going to actually believe that. Like a lot of people believe ridiculous things like that, which is going to ultimately culminate into them losing all belief in themselves. And hell, I was just listening to a Les Brown. Um, he was just, I was just listening to a Les Brown audio, as a matter of fact, on that script. Uh, what is it? That website I recommended on my recent Will of Life blog. And you know what? And of course, my personal development podcast, the uh, the Wheel of Life. And Les Brown, he was actually talking about it on his audio program. He had a wonderfully successful show. 
But the thing is, regardless of how he thought, how uh, how great the show was, he was still powerless. Because you know what? There were people above him that said everything. So Les was like, you know what? I'm just going to act like I have all this power. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. If it did, If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And so, of course, after I'm guessing, what, two to four years, he was cut off the air. One of the girls was standing right before his very door in his office out there in New York. And she said, you know what? Your show was just too decent for television. However, Les Brown did know that he had that power within him to override everyone who has been saying, oh, this and that. It's going to cancel. It's going to cancel. Well, if it cancels, it cancels. Who Who gives a damn? But you know what? It's not a failure. And if it is a failure... Failures, you always learn from it. See, Les Brown, little did he know, yes, he was battling the Jerry Springers, the Ricky Lakes, and all those crazy, infamously terrible shows of the 1990s. A lot of people would say, wait, I love Jerry Springer. Yeah, you love the strippers coming on the show and fighting each other. Wonderful, just peachy. But anyways, he actually realized. See, a lot of people would say, oh my God, my show didn't work. I'm a failure. How about this? Les Brown said, oh my God, my show didn't work because I was too decent for television. Maybe I am the best. Hey, you know what? Over the course of, what, 30 years of speaking, he's net worth about $50 million. 50, vice five zero, just by speaking engagements. Les Brown is the GOAT. This is how you guys do it. You reverse it. And you know what? It all starts with you. That's the first way. Self-trust. He had the confidence to deal with everything. You know what? It's just like I have the confidence and the ability to set and achieve my goals like I did at the beginning of this year. To keep commitments. You know what? To kind of walk my talk. I know a lot of you out there are probably not walking your talk. Therefore, you're not inspiring trust in other people. And this is what happens when you don't have the four cores of credibility, which, of course, I'll be getting into in the next couple of podcasts. But you know what? Increase your credibility and you're ultimately going to firmly and establish trust with yourself and not only with yourself, with others. It's kind of like what just happened. I actually didn't keep an agreement just one hour before my podcast, just a few days ago. And I said, oh, my God, Jonathan, I am so sorry I couldn't keep it. He was like, hey, no problem. I said, oh, thousands of apologies. And you know what? I tried, of course, rescheduling after that. Did he come back? Nope. There was another girl, a yoga teacher out there in California. She didn't say anything about coming on the email that whole prior day. Next thing you know, I got an email from uh, Zoom right before I was going to sleep. And it said, hey, you're, you're, uh, you're, what is it, the person in the Zoom meeting, she is waiting for you. I emailed her back. I said, oh, my God, I am so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. And you know what? Of course, I had the guts to email her back. And she's like, hey, no problem. Okay, when would you like to do it again? And she disappeared. Why? Can't keep the agreement. No trust, right? This is how it always works. Can you get the trust back? Yeah. But when you're trying to establish a relationship from the very beginning and you just go on a hiatus, Although, of course, it could have been miscommunication, but it was still a hiatus. It goes away, guys. You got it, it comes down to self-trust. And you know what? You could be free of all that, you know, all that judgment. Because if you can't keep, of course, your agreements, you end up just falling apart and you can't trust yourself. And if you can't trust yourself, you're surely not going to trust anyone else. So if you look at relationship trust, 13 behaviors behind that. But, of course, we could go on and on and on about, you know, those trust accounts. Establishing consistent behavior. What's that guy's name? Simon Sinek. I don't really like him. Uh, He actually belittles uh, all millennials, and he belittles technology too much, although he uses it. But he did say something very impactful, of course, on 
what was it? Uh, Inside Quest, when Tom Billy first came out with his show, which I thought was, in which I continue to think that it is still better than Impact Theory. But you know what? Simon Sinek was on there. He's like, you know what? You just don't fall in love, right? It's consistent doing the same behaviors over and over and over. So that's what a relationship trust is. I mean, if you don't keep your agreements, it's just like, you know, just recently I had one person say, listen, can you just give me 15 minutes on the phone every day? I said, yeah, I got you. And you know what? For the last couple of days, I've called them regardless of how tired I may be. I still call them. And that's what it's about. It's about keeping those agreements. And if you don't keep those agreements and these people don't read books like this, you're never going to establish that again. So that's relationship trust. Of course, organizational trust, okay? Now, I'm talking about, like, educational institutions and families, all these crazy things. There are micro units just about everywhere. But you know what? (sighs) The key principle in this underlying wave is alignment, right? It helps leaders create structures, systems, and symbols, and all these other things. And, of course, to decrease and eliminate seven of the most insidious and costly organizational trust taxes. Now... You can create seven huge organizational trust dividends also. So that's going to be the third wave I'm going to talk about. The fourth wave, market trust. Okay, so we're talking about, you know, it's about your company brand, right? Therefore, it's about your reputation, right? Everyone knows that brands, you know, they they affect the customer behavior and loyalty, all right? So if Apple, it's kind of like with Under Armour. Under Armour came out and said something about either the Black Lives Matter or they supported someone. I forgot who they supported. It's like when Nike ended up supporting Colin Kaepernick. That was a massive brand hit. People ended up burning Nike all over the planet because they were like, you shouldn't be supporting a guy that, you know, he doesn't stand up for the American flag. However, they do not go deeper into what that is all about. Regardless of what we think it's all about, that was a huge hit to Nike. Although, of course, they're still making money. A lot of people ended up burning a lot of things in terms of Nike. So these personal brands, man, they are massive. And when it comes to trust and whatnot, you want people to go forth and talk. You know, if the contract says you're going to pay me $100,000, it better be $100,000. Because if it's less than that, that trust is going away. Your reputation is going away. And you know what? I mean, (laughs) that's the most important part. Societal trust, of course, you know, your contribution and, you know, your creative value and the taxes within your society and, you know, that ultimately ridding all suspicion and cynicism and those low trust inheritance taxes. Guys, there are so many different things. Those are the five waves that I really want to start getting into. I'm going to break them down, even, you know, with the core values, the core of this, uh, the 13 behaviors. All of these are unbelievably critical. So, guys, you're going to have to stay tuned, of course, for the next podcast coming up this Wednesday. Now, I'm back on schedule. All right, I got some Stephen Covey. Now, of course, I'm going to Lao again. So I do have podcasts in terms of all of that coming. I doubt that I'm going to upload that episode the first day. It might come the second day in the evening. Who knows? But if you are following me on any of the social media platforms, you'll see a lot of pictures and a lot of different videos. So stay tuned for those. And guys, as always, thank you so much for tuning in to another, of course, podcast Arsenio Buck Show. So grateful to be back. So grateful to be back on fire delivering all of you the goods. If you guys have any questions, make sure you fire them off. I'm your host, Arsenio. Over and out.